This is a Sport Australia podcast production. Hello and welcome to our coaching and officiating podcast series. My name is Cam Trudell and I'm the project lead for coaching and officiating at Sport Australia. Over this series, we will look at what it takes to modernise Australia's coaching and officiating system. Each podcast, we will be joined by a special guest who will share experiences and practical tips on their topics. Today, I'm joined by Brad Donald, who has held many coaching and administrative roles over the last 20 years with the National Rugby League, including Game Development Manager, Elite Pathways Manager, and the Head Coach of the Gillaroos, the Australian National Rugby League women's side. Brad, really keen on getting an understanding from you of now coaching females who are coming through the system. They're coming in from multi-sport backgrounds. Have you noticed that the skill levels are different or that they've got a lot to offer rugby league? Oh, most definitely. I think uh, one of the... one of the things that happened when I transitioned across to a to the female side of rugby league, a lot of my mates and players and, and people involved in the game, the first thing they say is, oh, gee, the, the females are so much more skillful. Now, I think they're a little bit forgiving um, in terms of, you know, we, we make, uh, the women seem to make more mistakes than what our guys do, but um, you'll see more players that can kick or can pass or, and traditionally, they've come from, say, three sixty degree sports, um, soccer, where where there's a number. Every everybody has to kick in soccer, um, netball, basketball, AFL, and and that holds them in really good stead. You know, they can uh, they basically come with a whole range of skills, and I think it's a it's a really prime time to be a female athlete because if you're a good athlete uh, and you and you've got all those skills, you can pretty much try everything. It's something that we encourage amongst our, our male sports, and, and I've even heard like in the US where you know they've they've picked kids way too young to to participate in one sport, and sort of you know mums and dads have pushed those kids to to be baseballers and put them in the in the batting nets for you know six, seven, eight years of their life, but they haven't had the opportunity to try other sports because they you know they, they have haven't hedged their bets at all and and the poor kids haven't had that experience so when they get to universities and they get to colleges I know that they're encouraging them to play other sports as part of their as, as part of their development so we've been really fortunate uh, I can just think in the, in the past we've had players like Julia Rob Robinson, who's who's come across from uh, state netball, um, and a year later is playing for the Gillaroos. Uh, Meg Ward, who's been um, a soccer player, um, and and played at representative level. We've had junior junior. Uh, not Gillaroos, sorry, um, the the Socceroos or um, the Matildas. Sorry, we've had um, we've had players part of the Matildas program um, that have played for Australia one and two years later. So it's most definitely uh, great that um, they, they can show up with with such great skill set, and it's great that there's so many opportunities for females to participate in all their sports now. Yeah, that's brilliant. Is there a process that you've got in place, or is it is it maybe not a set process, but a, a way that you go about coaching them to hone their skills? So if they're coming from netball or they're coming from another sport, how do you identify what what it is that they can do, and then how do you sort of bring them on the journey to utilising those skills into rugby league? Yeah, I think it's like there's a couple of different processes, and and it's all part of the pathway. So we have things like talent ID days, identification days, where we we test the strength, we test the speed, we test the um, aerobic capacity of, of of players. But it's when you get a when you get a player that might have a great offload. Like we've got a we've got a shot putter in our team that was you know 
close to getting Commonwealth Games selection and um, she's big and strong and she has an unbelievable offload. So like um, more so than like we definitely want to hone the skills and 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 teach them the traditional skills and, and things that would teach them uh, in rugby league, but it's also about seeing what else they bring to the table. So it's a really great time to be a coach in this female space because we can utilize their skills. Uh, I think about, I just spoke before about Julia Robinson, like I've never seen a female player that can move while the ball's in the air so she can put herself into space but catch the ball outside of her. But that's come from a netball background. And, you know, I think we've seen we've seen instances of that in the male game, even recently in the NRL and, and people are going, wow. And and I think that's the, that's the things that we've got to look for as coaches when we're bringing players across from other sports. When you're pulling these teams together, I mean, you being the national Gillaroos coach and you're pulling them from different systems and different franchises or, you know, from the state systems, et cetera, how do you go about meshing that or gelling that with their skills from their states and so on? How do you gel that into a team that's cohesive uh, and makes sense for at the Australian level? I think it's really like it's a privileged position to be in and um, and me understanding that, um, our staff understanding that, and then every player that comes into that environment understanding that. Like this is a national jersey. It's the you are the best player uh, at that current time in Australia. That's why you've been selected. So be it that team or any other team, I think it's it's really important for the players to understand why, you know, like why is, why is that jersey there? So we talk a lot about the history. Um, the Gillaroos first match was in 1995. There was a there was an Australian team that was put together in 1993. It's the history isn't that long. Um, it's not like the Kangaroos back to 1908. But we talk a lot about the history of the jersey, what the players went went through before, and uh, part of bringing the team together, I think, is especially with what I've found with females is that uh, they're socially connected differently to guys. There's less of a hierarchy. Um, so I find it really beneficial for every player to sort of talk a little bit about their story, what brought them to the national jersey. And and we probably go through that once a year. And we've got new new players that come in into the system every year. So it's really, really important that everybody understands the journey of all of their mates. And, and when you get in that environment and you hear about the person opposite you in the circle and, and how they got to being part of the Gillaroo system, it makes you want to do more. It makes us as coaches want to do more for every single one of those players. So I know it bonds and connects the, the players and, and it also makes the jersey a much more stronger commodity within that group as well and, and the understanding of what it meant from everyone that put it on in 1993 to those players that are pulling it on and taking the field in that match. The piece around mentoring and your role as a coach Knowing that the NRL have just appointed two females in the state spaces, how many females have been appointed in the state space now? Yeah, so we've got uh, female coaches in both the New South Wales and Queensland Origin teams, which is a a fantastic uh, move for the game. Um, having these ladies, they've been in the system for a very long time. Um, we don't have a great deal of female coaches traditionally, which is which is a shame, and it's part of our our role to make sure that we do empower. You know, we've got a number of ex players, which are are very clever and 
um, know the game very well. And it, it just comes back to my previous point about having that confidence. And um, they've definitely got the competence, but having the confidence to step up and be the head coach where there's there's a lot of pressure. It's just so great to see. You know, we've got Kylie Hilder as the New South Wales head coach and Tani Norris as the Queensland um, State of Origin head coach this year. It'll be really great to see those guys do battle later in the year. What's your relationship with them as you're coming through? How do you work with those two coaches as they're coming through? Yeah, it's really important that we work with them. I've been fortunate enough to coach both of them in some capacity over the last couple of years uh, anyway, but, um, you know, Tani a, a fair while ago and Kylie more recently, but uh, uh, making sure that um, we offer our skills and experience uh, as well as learning from those guys because they've got a lot to offer as well and, and I could – honestly say that I've learned just from them uh, in the last couple of years or even more recently just in, in their short time, like Kylie's short time in the game as, as a coach. But um, I think it's a really important ingredient that uh, male, it's really hard to have a full male coaching staff with a, with a team of females. And um, there's so many examples of we think we understand, but we don't. And um, and that's why it's always it's great to see some female head coaches now who can temper how the the rest of the females are actually feeling um, within that group. Um, so I think the balance balance is good if you've got a female on staff, but it's even better now to see that we've got some female head coaches that have been produced. Brad, I'd be really interested to know what's the NRL's vision for women's rugby league. Yeah, look, I, I think um, this is all sports are, are looking at this at the moment. And I'll, I'll just sort of quickly touch on why I got involved. Uh, I uh, ten, About 10 years ago, uh, I'd moved to Queensland and I got asked to help a, a female team out. It was a team to go to the, the state championships. And, and I went down and I was fortunate enough to coach about six or seven, just in this one session, six or seven ladies that had played at the top of the game for 10, 12, 13 years. You know, this is a Tiny Norris's, Karen Murphy's, Nat Dwyer's. And what I picked up straight away was that we hadn't looked after the game at all. And these ladies, I, I talked about a video session and they'd never heard of that before. So I had this great sense of responsibility personally from, from this point and and I'd had, I knew there, there were other people in the building that had started talking about female rugby league who felt exactly the same way. And it wasn't too long before it ended up on the NRL's agenda. Um, I was an employee at the NRL at the time. And, um, before long, we'd started to put together a strategy. And, and I think if we look at that strategy now, we've got a, we've got a, a pathway strategy nationally, which is, matches our boys. It's going to take us a little bit of time and we've tried to expedite that. We've got a an under-19s national championships happening this year, so every player from every state in Australia has access to that. Um, it'll be bringing together 280 of the best female um, rugby league players into one venue, which has never been done before. And I think what we need to do, it's a basic its a basic philosophy at the NRL. Whatever's offered to males is offered to females. And we've got to make sure that we can do that in every aspect of our game from being a participant to a coach, a sports trainer, physiotherapist, whatever it is. So I think that's our philosophy at the NRL now and, and making sure that those opportunities for females are there. Um, it makes sense. 51% of our population are females. Um, you know, lots and lots of mums make decisions around the household and it's, it makes good business sense as well as doing the right thing. So I think as we move forward, we're going to see we've got four NRLW teams at the moment. 
it won't be long before we start talking about six and eight and there's a lot more uh, ladies running around the country playing rugby league and uh, that'll be a happy day for for all of us at the NRL. I think critical learning off each other and and sort of uh, developing together I think a fantastic way of putting it is the fact that we all learn from other people's experiences. Brad, I want to thank you very, very much for joining us today. That's uh, really insightful and impactful. Thanks for that. Thank you for joining me today. If you'd like to find out more about coaching and officiating or have any feedback or questions, please email us at workforce at sportoz.gov.au. My name is Cam Trudell and I look forward to you joining me for the next podcast in the Coaching and Officiating series.